Good morning, guys, and welcome to another episode of Costa Rica Real Estate and Investments, or maybe this this week should be called Panama Real Estate and Investments, as we're going to be talking with Matthew Marks from Panama Equity. Uh, They're a real estate company based in Panama City that focuses on helping people invest and move to Panama. So we're going to be talking about the contrast between Panama and Costa Rica, the cost of living, uh, how much housing costs. Um, and I thought, who better to give us uh, that analysis than Matthew, uh, who is one of Panama Equity's top realtors. So we'll get straight into it. Remember, if you have any questions for Matthew, uh, all the contact details will be in the description. Uh, and remember, if there are any future guests that you'd like to see on the show uh, or any actual topics to be covered, just let us know. We're more than happy to cover them. Thanks, guys. Let's get straight into it. Good morning, Matthew. Thanks very much for coming on the podcast. Thank you very much for having me, Richard. I, I'm going to ask you where you're, uh, where you are at the moment, just because I think it's going to be really the theme of the podcast. Absolutely. Well, I'm in Panama City. Uh, to be more exact, I'm in the Bay of Vista neighborhood, just off of Avenue de Balboa, overlooking the the beautiful ocean. And today, luckily, we we have some uh, we have some clear skies. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, I decided to do this podcast because, you know, typically, I mean, this is called Costa Rica real estate and investments. Um, but we get a lot of people that are all that always compare Panama to Costa Rica together. Uh, and I know you're an expert originally from Florida. How long have you been in Panama for, Matthew? Well, I've been here for 12 years. It was it was just supposed to be just a quick two years living abroad kind of experience. Fell in love with Panama City. It felt a lot like Miami light where I'm from. And uh, decided to make this my permanent home. Awesome, awesome. And I mean, you're down there with uh, with Panama Equity. Um, and I mean, you guys basically, I suppose, would I say you're kind of a real estate relocation company? Um, yeah, we kind of venture into that to that world um, just because of you know who we are and where we're located. Um, our founding partner, managing partner, Kent Davis, is originally from Hawaii, grew up in Virginia. And myself, originally from New York, grew up in South Florida. So, you know, expats tend to gravitate towards us. And uh, we've been very blessed to to work mostly with expats. And they kind of lean on our expertise since we've already been through the ringer already. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, I mean, it's been a hell of a year this past year. And I know in Panama, you guys have uh, had it a lot tougher than we have. My business partner, Rob, actually lives down there. And I mean, he was like locked up for, for quite a while down there while we were all, you know, having street, I'd say street parties here, but like things were a little bit more open. But I mean, over the past couple of months or since I suppose Panama opened up, I mean, what has surprised you recently? Well, what has surprised me recently, you know, just, just in general, um, really everyone trying to get back out into the streets. Uh, we were locked up for about eight or nine months where they were separating, you know, the days were according to the sexes. So now everyone is just really cutting loose. And a lot of that uh, it has to do with the willingness of the local Panamanian to get vaccinated. Yep. Uh, we're seeing lines two and three hours for people to get vaccinated. And once they do, you know, they're ready to get out and uh, resume to a, a normal life. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I don't know how the real estate market is in Panama at the moment. Here in Costa Rica, it's absolutely incredible. I mean, I had a client the other day make a bid on a $1.7 million home. Uh, they bid like, I think it was about 1.65, and then someone came in at 1.75. I mean, that's kind of really, you know, unheard of here in Costa Rica prior to, you know, 0809, where, of course, we went through craziness. I know you and I were chatting briefly there about my... Uh, my investments in Panama beforehand. But I mean, what's the real estate market like in Panama at the moment? Is it hot? 
Uh, absolutely. You know, if you had asked me that same question about four or five weeks ago, I'd say, you know, we're still in a kind of a rebound mode. We're starting to see a lot more activity, but nothing real closing. And in the last three or four weeks, it has been completely opposite. Uh, I suspect you're seeing a lot of the similar activity we are where a lot of the American investors and buyers, uh, even Canadians are being priced out of their markets because it's been so hot up north. Now we're getting a lot of folks coming down here as cash buyers with cash in their pockets. And they're on their very first visit making offers on homes. Uh, just last week, we closed on a penthouse that was listed at 1.15 and we closed with a cash buyer at 1.1. Yep. Uh, a similar, you know, another home that was a, in Punta Pacifica, right on the water, listed for 640. We had competing bids and ended up, we're now we're closing at 640. And these are all cash buyers. Well, and I, I mean, for people that don't know Punta Pacifica, I mean, that's probably one of the most beautiful areas of Panama with regards to, to getting a condo in, correct? Exactly right. It's a very exclusive area right on the water. It's where the JW Marriott, the former Trump building is located. Very high end. Uh, you're looking at upper class, you know, Panamanian and expat families living in that area. Yeah. Well, I mean, one of the big things here in Costa Rica that we have is typically, you know, there is no, I would say, you know, foreign finance available to foreigners that are not residents or live, you know, here in Costa Rica. It's very difficult. I, I know back in, you know, an 06, 07 banks there were offering finance, you know, at very low rates to foreigners. Is that still the case or have things changed? Things have changed significantly since the pandemic. Panamanian banks typically are very conservative. Yep. And before the pandemic, there were a handful of banks that would, would finance the foreigners, even if your main source of income was overseas. Yep. Now it's down to about one or two banks, and the interest rates are sky high compared to what we're used to in North America, where they're typically starting about seven, seven and a quarter. Okay. Um, and then loan to value ratio, they're asking for 30% down. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, still better than Costa Rica. I mean, again, Costa Rica's, I think there's only Scotia Bank here offering it. And it's a lot of paperwork because Costa Rica likes paperwork even more than Panama. Um, and again, you know, rates are like you were saying there, eight, nine percent, which is, you know, pretty crazy compared to compared to North America. But, you know, I mean, let's take a look. I mean, like again, a lot of people are going to be comparing Costa Rica and Panama together. Um, I mean, you know, what do you think that Panama offers that people might be looking for um, that, that maybe Costa Rica doesn't or what does it offer? I mean, what I mean, if someone's looking at it, what should they be, you know, what should they be uh, be, be aware of? Well, one of the top comments that, that I hear pretty often is what drove what drove retirees down to Panama is we exchange in the American dollar. Yep. So there's no exchange rate, nothing to worry about as far as that goes. Um Comparable Costa Rica, you know, several daily flights to several different cities in the United States, and it's just about a two and a half hour flight. Um, one thing that Panama has done to help drive more expats moving down here was we have that Jubilado discount or the Jubilado visa, where, you know, as, as a retiree, you get huge discounts on movie theaters, flights, uh, restaurants, even on uh you know, just daily goods, you know, going, going to a restaurant, you, you're going to get about a 25% discount. Um, and then we make it very easy for, for non-retirees to come down with a friendly nations visa. You know, as an American, I'm here on a friendly nations visa. It gave me permanent residency and also gave me a fast track to a work permit. Wow. And I mean, with regards to that, I mean, were there any requirements that you needed to that friendly nations uh, visa? Well, the number one requirement is you do have to be from one of the countries that's on the list. It's yep. a very long list. 
Um, and I had to show some liquidity, uh, at least $5,000 liquid in the, in the bank. And then also, uh, because I was working, you know, I was able to get a letter from my, from my employer that, uh, basically they sponsored me. And okay. so that's something, you know, that's another angle you could take to qualify for the friendly nations. Well, it sounds a lot easier than here in Costa Rica. I mean, we've just had the digital nomad visa probably coming in about 30 to 60 days here. But again, you're going to need to show $3,000 or more, you know, of income just to get that plus go through, you know, a huge process. And, you know, getting a residency here in Costa Rica, it's not that like just with $5,000 down, you know, here in Costa Rica, you can get residency. So, I mean, it sounds like, you know, Panama's arms are slightly, I would say, wider open to people looking to move there than, than Costa Rica. Yeah, I would say that the two countries are in direct competition. Costa Rica had a bit of a head start on Panama. So Panama is offering an easier process to, to get your residency. Yep. Uh, I know for myself, I never have to renew. There are some changes coming up with the Friendly Nations visa where you do have to make a purchase of a minimum of $200,000 to qualify okay. for the Friendly Nations. But they're also introducing now a, a digital nomad similar to what you're describing for about five or $600. You get an 18-month visa. Okay. So really... You know, if you're not a digital nomad, it's it's a chance to try on Panama for size before you commit the the big amount of you know five thousand dollars to get your permanent residency. Yeah, well, let's talk about the cost of living because I'm always you know I'm always outstanding by when I go to, to to Panama just how much cheaper it is compared to Costa Rica. I mean, you know, here in Costa Rica, you know, you're probably looking, and I'm sure that I'm you know going to get comments galore on this. You know, anywhere from a thousand five hundred dollars you know and up if you're renting somewhere. You know, it, again, it depends on the quality of life, but, you know, food here is somewhat more expensive. Um, you know, fuel here is more expensive. I mean, what would you say the average cost of living is in Panama? Yeah, uh, again, you know, like you, you hit on, it really depends on your quality of life and where you're living. Obviously, Panama City um, or even Coronado, some of the popular expat communities, it's going to be more expensive to live there. Uh, but if you were to go out to pay that sea, you know, where you're going to have a little more uh, rural experience or living with local Panamanians, you can easily live for, you know, $1,500 a month. Uh, you can rent a home or an apartment, you know, $500 to $1,000 a month. Um, whereas opposed to living in the city, you, a, a similar apartment right on the water, you're going to, you're going to be looking at about $1,500 to $2,000 a month. And yep. then local groceries, um, I don't know about Costa Rica, but here, you know, for myself, you know, I go to the local farmer's market and buy all the fresh vegetables. I can get a full weeks of vegetables and fruit for $10. And then, or if I went to the supermarket, it could be double that price. Yeah. Well, I mean, again, I went, I, I've got my wife, my two kids here, young kids, six and eight. I went to the, um, you know, the farmer's market the other day, but I ended up spending, what was it like 40 bucks, you know? So, I mean, I think that that kind of gives you an idea. I mean, Panama is probably you know, anywhere from 50 to 60% of the price of Costa Rica. Um, of course, you know, it's two very com different countries, very, 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 very different. But I mean, in your opinion, you know, with your experience, because you've been down there quite a while, what shocks people when they move to Panama? The number one comment I hear from a first time visitor is they can't believe the skyline. Uh, you know, it really is a modern skyline. Uh, I've, I've heard some people say, uh, I had someone here from New York last week. And they said it, you know, instantly reminded them of Manhattan, a Latin American version. Yep. Uh, you know, we have a, a very beautiful, distinct skyline. Um, and then once someone moves here, something that shocks them, um, gosh, I, I, would, I guess it would be the attitude of the people. You know, 
if you come down here with an ugly attitude, that's going to follow you around. But if you come down with an open mind, they're shocked at how willing everyone is to help. Um, and and uh, just seeing it firsthand, it, it is really a wonderful community. I mean, you know, people are always, I mean, it, I mean, if you're going to move to a city, I mean, a great city to move to in, in Central America that's on the ocean, of course, you know, it's going to be Panama City, um, just because, you know, it has everything that you need, all the modern, you know, amenities. I mean, how much would you be looking for a three-bedroom apartment, Matthew, in just, I don't know, in just a non-ocean view, but in a nice neighborhood in the city? Yeah, I mean, you know, we could look at a nice area like El Congrejo, which is, you know, in the middle of the city, pretty much downtown. You're not going to get many ocean views in that area. And three bedrooms right now, you're probably looking somewhere between $1,500 and $2,000 a meter. Um, right now, the, the rental market is actually pretty down. You can even negotiate that price. For instance, I'm in a brand new apartment building, uh, two bedrooms just off of the water. I have a, a spectacular ocean view. And in my building, rentals are for about $1,000 to $1,200 a month. That's amazing. I mean, that, that, that really is because, I mean, here in Costa Rica, you know, I mean, at, on, you know, at the beach areas, you know, I mean, for a two, three bedroom condo, I mean, you're looking probably 1500 bucks, maybe a little further up. It depends, you know, kind of on the location, but I mean, thinking of buying though, I mean, how much would a, would a two or three bedroom condo cost, um, you know, an ocean view, say like an ocean view, something off out of Balaboa there, how much would one cost? Because I'm sure I'm, we're going to get the question. Yeah, sure. A lot of that really has to do with the age of the building, uh, the amenities. So, you know, if we were to look at something like the Arts and U, which is typically considered the top building uh, along Balboa, you're looking, in, you know, in the four hundred fifty to six hundred thousand dollar range for a two bedroom apartment. Right. And what uh, about what about El Cangrejo? How much would you be looking there in downtown if somebody doesn't want the ocean view? Yeah, if you were in El Cangrejo, you know, a, a, a building that's probably you know eight to ten years old. You could be looking anywhere from, you know, let's say three hundred to five hundred thousand dollars, depending, you know, on the age of the building and the amenities. The wow. newer buildings tend to come with a higher price tag because they have much nicer amenities. Yeah, it's incredible, dude. I, I, I think I mentioned to you in two thousand six, I bought a condo there for like one hundred and ten thousand dollars. How prices have changed. I mean, even here in Costa Rica, things have changed as well. So. Uh, well, let me ask you a question, Matthew, because I always like to ask people, I mean, if you could go back five years and say to yourself, hey, you had to invest in something, what would it have been and why? Oh, that's a great question. Um, you know, I, I think I would, I would have invested, um, gosh, I, I think I would have gone down to probably Casco Viejo. Yep. Um, and then if I were to go outside of the city, I'd invest in one of the communities just outside of Coronado. Um, you know, looking at the path of progress, maybe, you know, like Nueva Gorgona, where you have a lot of high rises going up now, and we're starting to see a lot of prices rise in that area. Just for people listening in here, I mean, how far is Coronado from Panama City? For, for myself in Panama City downtown, it takes me about an hour to get out there. Okay. Okay. So, I mean, you're on the beach. I mean, describe the area to, to listeners. I mean, it, it sounds like it's the kind of like the closest growing expat community outside of Panama City. Am I correct in saying that? That's exactly right. Uh, when I have visitors coming to Panama City or to Panama and they want to check out the beach communities to see if that's where they want to live, I always direct them to Coronado. It's your highest concentration of, of expats living in that community. And it's also kind of the bullseye on your dartboard. You're only 30 minutes from all the other beach communities. Yep. So you can check out a bunch of different areas, see where the growth potential is and see what, what community really fits your lifestyle. Wow. What would you have stayed clear of, Matthew? Uh, gosh, what would I say cleared of? 
Um, I've never been a big fan of the large apartment complexes that have more than four units per floor. Yep. So, so in that, with that being said, I would have stayed away from the JW Marriott, uh, the former Trump building. Yep. You, you tend to have more units per floor. And when that happens, A, you don't have a lot of owners living in the building. They're typically buying as investors. And then you're, you're kind of at the will of, of your neighbors. Uh, you know, are the neighbors going to take care of the property? And when, once an investor gets tired of that asset, are they just going to go ahead and, and try to turn, uh, flip it or sell it? And, you know, it doesn't take someone with an economics degree to figure out the whole uh, supply and demand chain there. Yep. Yep, definitely. I've heard, I've heard a few stories there. I mean, what advice would you give to listeners looking to potentially invest into Panama, into real estate? Um, the number one a, thing... I know it's a yeah. wide question, but I, I'm sure that you, you, you get asked it all the time. Well, yeah, the number one conversation that I have is figure out where you prefer to have uh, property. Uh, are you, do you prefer to do Airbnb, short-term rentals? If that's the case, we have to eliminate Panama City altogether. Panama City does not allow rentals less than 45 days unless you have a hotel license. Um, if you do prefer more of a steady f- income flow, then we're going to look right at Panama City. Uh, it's more consistent. Typically, you're doing 12-month rentals. And then you have to be realistic with your kind of with your returns. You know, if you're going to have a property manager, if you're going to have someone taking care of your property, you're not here, boots on the ground, you're looking at about 3 to 4% return right now. And what I'm hearing from investors, you know, the savvy investors saying, yeah, I know I'm going to have to eat it now for the next 12 to 18 months. But once the market truly rebounds, you know, I'm getting in at a really good price point and I'm going to, I'm going to be soaring after that. Yeah. I mean, there are two things. I mean, there's going to be a cash flow, you know, income that you're going to have of that three to 4%, but also the thing that probably not people are considering is the price appreciation of the property as well. Precisely. You know, and we've seen that very strong. Actually, we're starting to see it here in San Jose. Our, our skyline is starting to look like yours, Matthew. I say starting, uh, you know, but it's nothing compared to it. I mean, we've probably got, you can count on your hands how many tall buildings that we've got here, but they keep going up. Um, you know, and they're, again, it's kind of, you know, prices are uh, somewhat low at the moment, but, but we'll see where that goes kind of in the future. Um, I mean, if you had $500,000 today, Matthew, and you had to invest it into a business or real estate in Panama, what would you do with it and why? You know, I, I'd be looking at property. You can get some great deals right now. And the developers are all competing with each other. Keep in mind during the pandemic, while we were shut down, developers were not able to do any work. Uh, that was about six to seven months where they were not even building, selling, nothing. So they become extremely competitive. Just earlier last week, I, I had a buyer who had two developers competing with each other as far as lowering their price and offering perks on the apartment. Wow. So look, you know, check out a couple different projects, see where you feel more, most comfortable and get these guys be honest. Hey, I'm also looking at Project X and you're going to start seeing them fighting with each other, offering just incredible, incredible deals. Well, I'm always interested in the beach areas in Panama as well, because um, my business partner, Casey, uh, you know, he had, he had Pedersi, he had a hotel in Pedersi, which we, had, you know, which we sold many years ago. Uh, he had a real estate company. I mean, this was down in, you know, 05, 06, 07. I mean, what are the areas of the, I mean, growing beach towns in Panama? Yeah, where I'm seeing a lot of uh, construction right now is in the Nueva Gorgona area, which is right next to Coronado. So an hour out of the city. And then Pedasi continues to grow. I was just there about three weeks ago checking out Pedasi, uh, Playa Venal. Yep. And th- those communities are growing and the property values um, 
you know, for a rental, they're pretty high. And for now, you can't find a rental for less than $3,000 a month. Wow. And I mean, describe Banal to me, just because I need, again, a lot of people listening into this have never been to Panama before. I mean, how would you describe it? It's, you know, it's Coronado more kind of the city, but out at the beach, but like, you know, Vanau is a little bit more, I don't know, well-being, surfing. I mean, how would you, how would you describe it? Yeah. Uh, you know, with Coronado being so close to the city, you tend to get um, an older crowd of expats out there that want to be close to the city and people that really appreciate, you know, being able to come in for, you know, just a day trip to catch a show or a movie. Whereas Vanau, um, yeah, I guess you could describe it as rural, but it's a surf town. It's a, it's just a cove with an awesome, awesome surf. And the restaurants are spectacular. Um, gosh, I, I think there's about a dozen different restaurants. And each one that I ate at would compete with some of the finest restaurants here in Panama City. Wow. So it's, it's a wealthy community. It's about four and a half hours from Panama City. And it's really just a paradise. That's awesome. I, I think this is this is this is great input here. Again, anyone that's looking to kind of compare Costa Rica to Panama, um, you know, again, Panama is is a affordable, more I would say, definitely more affordable living than Costa Rica. You know, they're just, but they're very different countries. So if you're thinking about either or, you know, I would suggest going to both and really experiencing it. Um, Matthew, I appreciate your time. I'm going to put every all the contact details uh, for yourself and also Panama Equity in the descriptions. Um, is there anything else that is, is there a question you think that I should have asked you that I didn't ask you? No, I think we pretty much covered it all. Um, one thing I would really stress to everyone, as you were saying, make sure you check out both areas for yourself. Uh, don't just go off of some of the reading that you do online. I know there's several free publications that like to sell, uh, Panama and Costa Rica with rose colored glasses, but you do have to check it out for yourself and figure out which which vibe, which energy really uh, clicks with your lifestyle. Yeah, I agree. I mean, you know, the countries are different, the cultures are different, and then within the countries, the areas are different. Panama City is different than Pedersi and Banao, and the people are completely different as well, you know, so. And even on a micro level, uh, you know, El Congrejo is significantly different than Bella Vista, which is significantly different than San Francisco. So you yep. really do need to check out every area yourself. Awesome. Well, Matthew, I really appreciate you taking this time um, to speak with us and uh, yeah, and have a good one, man. Likewise. Thank you, Richard. No worries. Have a see. Catch you later. See you soon. Bye.